With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Big and Fruity. A podcast for people who like a glass of wine. Sit back, relax, pour out a glass of your favorite wine, and join our host, Mr. Dave AC, for the next hour, while we enjoy some nice wine. And here he is now, the man who likes a good glass of red wine, your host, Mr. Dave AC. And thank you everyone, it's uh, here again, it's a Tuesday, I don't believe it. Of course, those people still grinding, going to work every week may not think the same, although if you live in America, you may be in luck because I do know that because of today's topic, you may be having a couple of extra days off work and you may be going to be enjoying and looking forward to a long weekend. Hello everyone, I'm Dave AC, your host on The Big and Fruity. It is actually, to give it its full title, The Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. Unsurprisingly, that means we meet here every Tuesday on TalkShoot, call ID double one double two seven two. The time of day for me is 10pm in the evening here in UK, but the time is registered on the TalkShoe site is Eastern Time in America, so it goes out at 5pm Eastern Time uh, on the TalkShoe site. Put TalkShoe in Google, then in one of the search parameters, just put double one double two seven two. you'll find that we have got, and this is amazing because this is episode 65, you'll find that we've got 64 back episodes for you to listen to. In fact, by the time you've listened to this, of course, they may be 65, they may even be 100 if you're listening to this, uh, uh, you know, weeks and months into the far future. The the uh, show I do is uh, Dave AC. I'm just a person who enjoys my wine, mainly big, juicy or hearty reds. I occasionally talk about white wines, occasionally talk about... Um, uh, sparkling wines. I've even talked about English and Welsh wines, uh, but about 80% of the show is me talking about the sorts of wines that I drink. And every episode, I am drinking a wine during the course of it. Uh, I do have some water to hand as well, but uh, I do have a wine poured out. I should be mentioning what that wine is. I will be leading you to a TwitPic picture that I put up online so you can have a look at what the bottle looks like. If you feel when you've heard me talk about it, it sounds like a wine that you might try and seek out. Uh, I should just give a little bit of advice to that, that uh, obviously I obtain these wines living in England, in England, and therefore I know they are available in England. 
But if you're listening to this in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, or any other English-speaking nation, if you're listening to this and English is not your first language, well, thank you very much indeed. I hope my accent is not too difficult for you to understand. And uh, I hope you do take something from this call. So every day, as I say, every show, I will have a drink, I will tell you about it, and I will post a picture. We also then have a little sort of a wine fact, our factoid, our little five-minute thing every week, and then we have our main topic for the week. But of course, all that can change when I'm joined live on the call with other callers. Now, currently what can happen in TalkShoe is you can have people come in in two ways. They can come in as a guest into TalkShoe and just come into what's called the chat client. Now, that does not mean they can speak. It means they can text chat and ask questions and see the URLs that I put in and actually either converse with me in chat or anybody else that's in the room. Uh, and we usually do have one or two people doing that non-currently. Oh, you can also not only come into the text chat, but you can join in on audio, either using some sort of SIP client and using the SIP address uh, at 66.212.134.192. If you're going to use a phone, uh, remember it's an American phone number, so in the UK you need the American prefix, but the main number is uh, 724-444-7444. So, if you're dialing internationally, where that might be some cost. Although, indeed, if you are using a computer and have credit on Skype, and talking about Skype out now, of course, you can dial the 724-444-7444 number, and that costs you about one or two cents per minute. And, of course, you can use other programs. But I think that's enough of an introduction. Some weeks I go at length at this. Other weeks I try and just give a little... Uh, bit at the end but today there you go okay uh, and the day's today's topic is given in the strap line of the episode this is episode 65 thanksgiving and wine yes as i do this call it is tuesday the 20th of november and this year in america thanksgiving is on this coming Thursday, the 22nd of November, which is actually a rather special day because it also happens to be my birthday. So all of you out there who are listening to this and think, oh, David, that's a nice wine you're talking about, but I don't really celebrate Thanksgiving. I don't live in America or whatever the other reason is. Well, just raise your glass and wish me a happy birthday. That will do fine. Uh, I won't say how old I am, but I will be just getting a little bit older than one of the very famous Beatles songs. So, yes, that makes me rather old indeed. But I make up for that with some enthusiasm, I hope. So, let's get started. You've messed about enough, David, as per usual. Well, the wine was opened uh, a good two and a half hours ago in a, a central heated house, so it's it's uh, the the room temperature is about 68, 70. The wine is probably about 64, 5 because it's been brought up to that temperature. It's been poured out in a glass and the wine is this. Because we are doing Thanksgiving and wine and part and parcel of my topic today being wines for Thanksgiving, I've chosen a wine that is obviously American and it is one of the sort of stand wines for people in America. In fact, 
um, is, is sometimes described as the all-American grape. The grape varietal is Zinfandel. Now, I've talked about Zinfandel on other episodes, so we're not going to actually talk about that grape so much, but that is why I've chosen this. But the actual wine itself is Winemakers Reserve Dancing Bull Zinfandel. It's Californian wine, and uh, as I say, 2010, and it's 14% by volume. And, um, well, let's have a little look. Let's have a little taste. Never mind a look, David. You're already feeling a little dry round the mouth. We'll have a little smell first, shall we? And it's actually, again, a predominantly sort of spicy... Um, it's, uh, yes, it's more of a cinnamon spice that's coming off it rather than strong fruit. But there is a dark fruit element to that. Let's have a little taste. Mm. That's got a meaty, ooh, a real full-bodied feel. Quite a bit of alcoholic heat, as you would imagine, from 40%. And I'm getting quite a bit of spice coming through now. The fruit, the fruit is, um, well, it's dark cherry. Um, but this, uh, let me have a look. What it says, uh, there's something else there as well as dark cherry. I'm not getting much chocolate. You sometimes get like a mocha or a coffee or chocolate on this. Maybe a little bit, but I'm getting more it tailing off towards spice. On the back of this bottle, and by the way, the print is almost in Difficult to, to read because it's a, a dark red label with white writing on it, but var, all in capital letters, which doesn't help. Let's what it, say what it says. At Dancing Bull, we always say that we can't make it stand out. Sorry, if we can't make it stand out, we don't make it. Our Zinfandel is no exception. It's vibrant, zesty, and bursting with flavours of black cherry. Yes, I've got that. And raspberry. Hmm. I'm going to go in for that. That's probably just giving it that slight acidic edge and slight tartness to the uh, to the finish, with just the right amount of spice in its finish. Uh, the perfect pairing for barbecued foods. I can absolutely see that. Seasoned red meat dishes, or even spicy Asian or Indian cuisine. Yeah, I can see this going rather well with a strong venison meat or something. Really, uh, you know, this this wine can take a powerful meal. Now, we'll talk about and debate about that a little while, about if, as many Americans do, have turkey as their traditional main course for uh, Thanksgiving. You could argue this might be a bit too powerful for that. You may really want more of a rosé sort of wine to go with the turkey or a white Zinfandel rather than a full-bodied Zinfandel. But um, I'm going to have another taste and then we'll have a little bit of a wine fact before we spend our time talking. And we're already 11 minutes in, David. We go about 35 to 40 minutes if there's just me on the call. I can talk for a lot longer than that. I'm sure you realise that. But I don't want to impose myself any more than that. If we get other callers on the audio, we will stay up to about an hour. That's about as long as I feel we can go, because by the time that comes, 
my tongue is virtually hanging on the desk and I want to go away and uh, have some cheese and drink a little bit more wine. I hope you'll excuse me for that. Although there have been occasions when I've picked a wine for this wine podcast and have not been overly thrilled with it. Although I must say that uh, the last time I said that on the podcast, I had to eat my words the following week because the wine that I'd had, uh, I always try and make a bottle of wine last two nights if I can. The only exception to that is Friday night when I'm on Mike Randall Thor's Radio Free Came In Quiz Night, uh, which is also on Talk Show, because that runs right up till 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, and basically um, the whole bottle seems to disappear during the course of that, which might explain my non-too-sparkling performance on those quizzes. <laughs> in fact, uh, this is another aside. <laughs> I had them all sitting up in amazement a couple of weeks ago because I, well, I won't spoil who won, but let's put it this way. I was in contention with the points. What are you drinking, Dave? Water, I said. Oh, that explains a lot. And a little titter went round the room. Uh, What I had to add, of course, is that I was drinking water because I had just come back from that corked out Manchester wine tasting that had finished at about, uh, we'd left at about 8 o'clock in the evening. So I had sampled a 40-odd taste of wine between the time of half four and uh, about uh, quarter past eight. (laughs) And that was the reason I was drinking water. But for whatever reason, um, it seemed to do the trick. Now, back to where I was. Yes, uh, I'm actually rather liking this, but as I said before, uh, oh yeah, th- let me finish that. The wine I had, it wasn't a corks out wine, but the point was that the wine I had seemed a bit lifeless and uh, one-dimensional. Next day I tasted it, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Um not too sure that I've got time to hunt back and tell you which wine that was. Um, if I can do it very briefly, I will do. Um Mm. Now, I, I, I don't want to spoil the audio uh, of me just rifling through with pages, but just to say, if I do have a wine on this podcast and, I, I, and my opinion changes on the second night, I will always mention that on the following week's episode. So, Zinfandel, I think I'll have one more set. It's got that lovely map. I know it's a funny thing, but I really like these wines. You can almost chew them. Oh, and it, it, that that sort of uh, that raspberry element or whatever it is that's that that's just bringing that sort of oh yeah, saliva to your mouth. You, you, I, I want to tuck in. To, I want to gnaw on some rib bones. <laughs> it is nice um, and. Uh, but I'm not too sure it would go that well with turkey. Okay, right, wine facts, wine facts. Well, since we're talking about Thanksgiving, since this is an American celebration... Oh, oh, David, David, you see, you've forgotten. I want to tell you, I've told you what the wine is, I haven't told you where to see the image of it, so just in the nick of time, there we go. This is uh, from my Big and Fruity, the Big and Fruity is the Twitter account for this show. And we have a TwitPic page that I can link to. And I'm going to read the the URL 
to the picture. Remember, this is all in small case. So it's twitpick.com forward slash B-E-Y-2-N-N. And the two is the number two. So I'll repeat that one more time. Twitpick.com forward slash B-E-Y-2-N-N. And we'll have a look. I've, I will refresh the page, which means I've looked at it. Uh, t- oh, go on, refresh. There you go. And it's, oh, 22 view. well, 20 viewings without mine. Dancing Bull, Bull Zinfandel, California, 2010. The Wine and Big and Fruity Wine podcast at 5 p.m. And, of course, as I said, 40%. Oh, and I didn't tell you the price. The price is um, £8. And, um, again, let me, I also had another link, by the way. I should go to that, really, before we move on. Um and this is from, where's it gone, David? Get rid of that. Here we are. Uh, it's a Tesco wine. So I'm on the Tesco page. This is a very difficult URL to read out. I will put it in the room. They These can be got by the, the chatgrabber.com. But um, there it is. Dancing Bun Zinfandel. Uh, just one review rating, giving it four stars out of five. Uh, it's selling it by the case. It says equivalent to £9.99 a bottle. Yes, it was reduced from £10 to £8. Let me see what, if we can see what this review says. The review was put up on the 24th of October 2012 by Sengimax. I'm going to spell that out. Um, S-E-N-G-I-M-A-X. And the strap line is um, typical Zin. Well, that, that's good to me. Um, strong flavours of cherry and spice. Not as nice as Bonterra or Ravenswood. I will agree with him that. They re- especially the Ravenswood Lodi uh, Zinfandel. Uh, yes, I would say that is definitely better than this. But cheaper to purchase and good value for an £8 bottle. So they pay the same. Good with most meals, such as barbecue and pasta dishes or hard cheeses. Right. Well, I agree exactly with that sentiment yes uh, i think the uh, ravenswood uh, zinfandel the one with the with the raven on the front it's got a circular stylized raven i think it's supposed to be uh, and it says uh, from the lodi area um a very distinctively shaped uh, bottle where it goes wider as it goes towards the just below the neck and then the neck so that's that uh, let me see i don't think i gathered any more links to that um have a look i thought i might have had another one but i didn't no i think that's ah now okay so that's the wine now we're going to talk about yes since we're in america and the wine fact we're going to talk about is just how much wines do american drink and um, we've got quite a number of pages. Again, I will be putting the links in, but um, some of them I will just give you the sort of strap line to the page. And if you put that strap line in Google, hopefully it will take you to the page. Right. Um, this link I'm putting in first is um, uh, wineinprovence.com. And uh, the strap line is, how much wine do Americans drink? What about the French? And this went up on the 16th of July today on this blog. 
and uh, author Hillary, um, the average American drinks only 1.72 gallons of wine each year. Of course, it would be in gallons, not litres, wouldn't it? Compare this with 40 gallons of soft drinks or 25 gallons of coffee. As for the French, they're, they're the pro, they are pros in this category, drinking an average of 17 gallons of wine each year. Well, that's actually rather good because as your mathematics works the same way as my mathematics, 1.7 gallons and 17 gallons means that you can either say in one of two ways that the French drink 10 times more wine per head than the Americans. Are the wine, you could say the Americans only drink one-tenth of the same wine produced, uh, drunk by a, a Frenchman. So that's a, a very simple way, even if we don't know the number of litres. 17 gallons, let me think. There's about four and a half litres to a gallon. I'm not sure I can do the maths on that. I should think that's about 80 litres for... About 80 litres then. I'm sure I could do that in Google. You can do it yourself. 17 gallons. And remember, we've got to consider that this could be American gallons, not UK gallons. But let's just say for argument's sake, uh, if a, a Frenchman drinks uh, 80 litres, and remember, 80 litres, three quarters of a litre, that is... Uh, just over 100 bottles. Let's say, well, if there are 100, uh, yeah, 52 weeks in a year, let's say that a Frenchman drinks something equating to 104 bottles. So basically, a Frenchman drinks, on average, two bottles of wine a week, which means that uh, an American, on average, wow, it's it's barely one large glass a week, isn't it? When you think of it like that, they would only be drinking uh, ten less than one bottle a month. Let's call let's be generous. Call it one bottle a month. Wow. So uh, there's uh, and let me just have a little look. We've got a, two more things. One about wine consumption in America. And I think I've got one for the UK. So we'll put the American one in now. And this is the Wine Institute. So it's www.wineinstitute.org. Wine Institute being all one word. Forward slash resources. Forward slash statistics. Forward slash article 86. Uh, but if you go to uh, Google and put in the Wine Institute and wine consumption in the US. Uh, and this has got uh, the chart going up to as recent as 2010. And uh, it has a slightly different one because it says total wine per resident. It actually has a measure now of just over two and a half gallons. So that is getting up from 1.7, getting up, up towards 2.7. So that means really uh, an American's... Let me see. According to their page, you have to go back to 1995 when Americans were drinking 1.7 gallons. So in the, it's taken 15 years for Americans to sort of go gain 50 or 60%. So it means that the Americans now are drinking, what, two-thirds of a bottle per, uh, per week. So 
they're probably getting near to two large glasses a week uh, from before. Now that could of course be a factoring in the actual uh, size of glasses that are now used a lot larger as we know. Uh, and just to give you an idea, um, the total wine in gallons now this is strange. Uh, let me just read the statistics. Uh, the total wine in gallons, 784 million gallons in 2010. But it then says total table wine gallons, 678. So there's a little number at the top of that. So let's read what that means. The number one where the larger number is, all wines include sparkling wine, dessert wines, vermouth, and other special natural and table wine, based on the Bordeaux resident um, census. Sorry, the two, the smaller amount, because of changes in reporting, these numbers uh, include all still wines not over 14% alcohol. So the smaller one doesn't include some of the fortified wines and vermouths, and not the sparkling wines. Okay, so, um, and that from 1995, by the way, has gone up from uh, just over 400 million, as I said, to, um, uh, well, actually, 464 million to 784 million. And um, the figures go back, let me see when I started drinking. Let me try and work that out. That'd be about... Let's go with about early 60s. Wow, virtually nothing then. I don't think it's worth even reading that statistic out. So we'll quit that. And I'm going to go to another site now. It's taking rather longer than five minutes for this. But uh, there's nobody else joining me in the room, so we will keep going. And this is um, uh, winecomudgeon.com. And uh, this is... Uh, an item from January 09, 2012, and it's called, It's True, Americans Don't Drink Much Wine. Now, I'm certainly not going to read the content of this guy's blog. I want you to go up and check it out. So that's the winecomudgeon.com. And uh, there's actually quite a, a, a good uh, thing there because he's actually got a map of uh, the world coloured in uh, with alcohol consumption. That is really a little bit too, uh, yeah, but that talks about all alcohol, not just wine. Let's see if we can just pick out um, one little bit. Oh, of course, they start talking about alcohol-related deaths. What's really about that, really, do we? Well, I don't, anyway. This is not a market-driven puff designed to make everyone in the wine business feel better about themselves. These are facts uh, uh, from an organisation that couldn't care less about scores and toasty and oaky. <laughs> They're just talking about it. So that really is a nuts and bolts about the facts and figures. But it's actually done not as a table, but as um, a uh, cartographical map coloured in with the, with the, the percentages and amounts uh, for the World Health Organization. That's what H, uh, WHO stands for. So I'm going to skip from that, but certainly recommend you go and check out that that page. Uh, 
and you know i don't think i'm going to actually talk about uh, i was going to look at the page which is the uk wine consumption but i think that might be something we might talk about on another episode because we're already 20 nearly 28 minutes in and we haven't got to the main topic yet uh which will probably be uh, slightly um uh, reduced a little bit let me just uh, make sure that i've got all those things out of the way that i've touched and i'm just checking my pages now to see that um i've cleared away all the ones that I don't now need. Okay, uh, 28 minutes then, we are going to talk a little bit about um, Thanksgiving and wine and some of the traditional wines drunk. Indeed, I've already mentioned that, Zinfandel. So let's go to this um, uh, pace. It's called drinks.seriouseats.com and the, the, the strap line for it is the best wine for Thanksgiving Zinfandel. Well, that's what they say. So, again, let's just check out a little bit of what it says here. Um, I once believed that people drank Zinfandel at Thanksgiving just for its theoretical charm. Uh, Though it didn't originate here, it's often touted, as what I said earlier, the all-American grape, because it's such a popular varietal to grow in California. Zin's very delicious flavour is appropriate and its rich glycerine-like texture that's that mouthfeel i was talking about is attractive to new world wine lovers who like big luscious wines whoa let's just read one more paragraph and then i implore you to go and check out the drinks.seriouseats.com but count me among the converted having only tasted hugely alcoholic jammy zinfandel wines I was missing out on some of the best of them, which are earthy and sophisticated, with deep-baked blueberry notes, but also enough tannin and acid to come into balance. And that's why I think this one, that there was the other fruit that was bringing that acidity, and I'm getting more oak on this than, um, sorry, more spice than oak on this on the end. Not all Californian zins are monster wines, and many of them are worthy of your attention. Well said, that blog. Go and check out more about that. Okay, let's move on. Uh, well, actually, I think I've got another one that is uh, mentioning a little bit more about Zinfandel. So we'll go to this one next. And the URL of this page that I've come across, and um, it's um, San Francisco Chronicle, the San SF gate but of course it's their wine section so it's www.sfgate.com wine and it's uh, an article uh, written on november the 12th of this year thanksgiving wine resist the great dumbling i'm not too sure what it means by that but we will read a little to find out <clears throat> what is it about thanksgiving that strikes fear into our heart Otherwise, rational people, wine lovers all year, are paralysed when it comes to picking the wine. Is this the magnitude of the meal? The fear of humiliation? In recent words, uh, years, I've pleaded for everyone to just take a breath and relax. Here we are again, 51 weeks later, uh, in wine neurosis. So, uh, first of all, isn't thank- 
Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving an American holiday? Should I be serving an American wine? Serve whatever you like. Since the days I stopped buying cheap Shiraz, my cousins loved it. I bought Thanksgiving that was, I thought Thanksgiving was a perfect time to buy American. And uh, the first wine that he reaches for is Zinfandel. And I'll read a little bit about this. Again, want you to go and check it out yourself. Look for Zins that pay tribute to the 70s. The last time Zin for Thanksgiving columns were in fashion. Perhaps a classic uh, like the 2010 Ridge Geyersville. Its highest sanity will be great for the richness of the table, but also newer efforts with similar distinct flavours like Nager's Vista Luna or Brock's Vine Star. And I won't read all, but it then goes on to say near the end, but my sister doesn't like red wine. Well, what do you do then? Well, you'll have to read and find out. Maybe it's a white Zinfandel. Go and check out www.sfgate.com. Okay, let's go to uh, another page. That's how the time's going. We're all right, I think. Oh, yes, we've got one more that's um, push. Well, you can tell why I picked them. In fact, I think I need a little taste of my Zinfandel as I put the next link in. Mm. That is opening up nicely. Mm. Oh, remember what I said before when I was having an Italian wine. Primitivo grape. It's the same same grape family. Same grape. Uh, let's have a look. And we are at um, www.oregonmag.net and we're on the Decanting with Declan uh, page and the strap line is The Magic of Zinfandel, the all-American grape. And again, I'm going to n- not read this. I want you to go and check it, but let's... Um, Let's um, let's just read uh, one of the paragraphs. Holiday celebrations engender American prime wine consumption. We are prone to toast each other with champagne and other sparklers, but we urge you also to honour our nation's only native of, of varietal and wave the flag for Zinfandel as an ideal accompaniment to the holiday table. So lots to read on that page uh, of course, it talks about the fact that there's old vines in Vendel that comes from the gnarled, twisted plants from 40 to over 100 years in age. So do look out for wines that do say old vines in Vendel. We've got a few more pages to go to. Whether we'll cover them all in the time, I don't know. We're coming up to nearly 35 minutes in. And I don't think I'd pause for breath, just pause for a little sip of wine. And we're allaboutwine.com, wine.about.com, and it's Thanksgiving Wines uh, by Stacey Slinkard, uh, aboutwine.com guide. Again, I'm only going to give you a little taster like that. Uh, Let's talk about some of the white wines that that they suggest, because I'm pretty much stuck to the, um, well, one variety up to now. Uh, Riesling, a white wine that may either be bone dry or fairly sweet excellent with any dishes that are spicy salty or sweet 
whether from Alsace, Germany or Washington, Riesling wines are my top pick white wine for pairing with Thanksgiving dinner. Of course, Riesling often thought of the king of wines. Its innate flavours of apple, apricot and honey and its clarifying acidity give it a significant pairing edge with the likes of sweet potatoes, turkey meat and the spice-laden aha herb-filled stuffing. Oh, I want something to eat now. Now, I can never pronounce this word, but I'll try. Gewürztraminer. This white wine tends to have an aromatic, aromatic gusto and spicy palate and appeals to give it that solid standing turkey with gravy. As uh, I just welcome guest two into the room. Guest two, uh, this is Dave AC in full flow here. I'm just describing uh, some of the wines that may be paired with uh, the Thanksgiving celebration that will be going on in America on this Thursday. I've been waxing lyrical about the wine I'm tasting, which is a Dancing Bull Zinfandel from California 2010. But I'm just now at wine.about.com. And I'm talking about some of the white wines that are suggested. Riesling, Gewürztraminer, I was just reading about. And the other one, the Sauvignon Blanc. A crisp white wine is known for its citrus-based flavours and can be surrounded by herb and mineral undertones, making it a prime pairing candidate for turkey and mashed potatoes. So those are three wine, white wine varietals that you may be able to go. And of course... I'm sure in in whatever price range, especially if it's the domestic uh, white wine, you should get something reasonably. It certainly shouldn't have to go anything more than twenty dollars maximum, unless of course you can uh, you can take that sort of cost. Okay, let's go to not so much what wine to drink, but how to choose that wine. And we're looking now at um, drinks dot seriouseatsagain.com and this this page is uh, strap-lined how to choose wine for Thanksgiving um, so again only going to take a, a little bit of um, a thing from here um, uh, let's all just relax a little I like that this isn't a test you have to pass there is no single perfect Thanksgiving wines just think of all the items that are on the Thanksgiving table. The burnished roast turkey, sure, but also the stucking with oysters, with sausage, with chestnuts, with cream onions, Brussels sprouts, cranberry sauce, sweet potato, mashed potato, green beans. It's dizzying. No mythical bottle is going to be the ultimate match for all of these Thanksgiving treats. And of course, if you've got a family of eight to ten people around the table, you're going to get people that won't drink red wine. Some people only drink rosé and white. So I would say that you need a minimum of three different wines. And of course, if you're a generous host, you should have at least three spare bottles, uh, maybe in the fridge, uh, to see, because of course it may well be that half the table hit just one of those wines. So what should you choose? Here are a few guidelines for making your way through the Thanksgiving wine conundrum. Well, uh, I'm just going to read one bit of advice here because I like it. I like this person's style. Don't mess about. Buy a case. 
12 bottles of wine might seem like a lot, but holiday entertaining season is upon us. And don't forget, many of those people who sit around a hot meal may still be there wanting a buffet later on in the evening. Chances are, after Thanksgiving, you're likely to need a bottle of wine to bring to a dinner party or another cocktail party or maybe a gift for other co-workers. Maybe you're hosting a December holiday gathering too. Stock up now. So buy a crate of the wine, especially if it's one you've tasted before. Maybe you'll drink five or six on Thanksgiving itself. But don't forget, with it being Thursday, many people are off work. Black Friday, of course, the day after. And then, of course, you may have uh, Saturday and Sunday off you lucky people. And, of course, any wines will certainly be uh, swallowed up by the time of Christmas. Great advice, drink seriously.com wow now let's go to a few more pages let me check the price 40 minutes i will stand a little bit longer but not too long as i say we have got guests two in the room thank you for listening and staying with us not on audio so let me press ahead and i put the link in for them so they can follow and this is um uh, com uh, forward slash entertaining forward slash wine choosing Thanksgiving wine <clears throat> and the strap line for looking on Google is magnificent Thanksgiving menus and then below that choosing Thanksgiving wine and again I'm just going to uh, pick uh, yes let's go to part three he's got to four good rules to follow but rule three let's go with that one you can go back to the page to read the others and rule three is let food flavors suggest wine flavors sweet earthy dishes suggest wines with sweet earthiness of their own such as a californian pinot noir um, I won't give all the names there. Similarly, a spicy dish often begs for a spicy wine like Gewürztraminer. So an awful lot to read on there. And again, I don't want to take these people's content. I want you to go and check. And there's also a link there, the second link there, on turkey and name dishes. And, um, oh, let me put that in the room just in case anybody wants to check this with chat grammar later. And it's actually entitled Thanksgiving Main Dishes, Turkey and Other Alternatives with Crowd-Pleasing Thanksgiving Turkey Recipes. Ooh, might just bookmark that myself for my Christmas turkey. Yes, it's my turn to do the Christmas family dinner this morning. Okay, pressing on. We're down to three or four more now. And we will probably end at the 50-minute mark, I would think. And we are now at um, Better Homes and Gardens. That doesn't sound right, but let's check. The URL is www.bhg.com forward slash Thanksgiving. And the strap line is Better Homes and Gardens Thanksgiving Wine Guide. And um, let me again see what I can pick out from there. Well, they've got quite a bit about whites, but we've just been talking about whites. Let's um, let's mention rosé. We haven't mentioned rosé yet. And let's mention the dessert wines. Uh, it, it, it does suggest some whites. Uh, it does suggest some reds. But it also suggests rosé. Uh, crisp, light and fruity. This lovely light pink wine, much drier than syrupy white Zinfandel, might be just the thing to serve with a hearty meal. Um. 
with dessert. Uh, don't forget, you may want to have port or sauterne or a, a sweet risling if you, you know, some risings are sweeter than others. Or maybe a sparkling asti spoon manti. Um, if you can't afford champagne itself, maybe even a pink champagne if you're pushing the boat out. So lots of suggestions there. Let me um, let me skip along a little bit. Mm, yes, let's go to this next one. We're down to the last three here. Wow, this is a long. Not even sure I can get all the URL into the chat client. We'll try. Let me see if it all fits in. Wow, only just. And this is articles.chicagotribune.com. And um, the article is Wines for the Grand Feast. No crazier culinary guilt do we weave than our annual Thanksgiving Day dinner. Most known life forms are present on or at the table, with many of them garroted in gravy. Thanksgiving dinner is truly a meal like no other. Yes, we ask wine to accompany it, moreover to enhance it, so the onus is on us to choose well and hopefully uh, wisely. Wow. In fact, there's almost too much to read there. Um... Hmm. I'm going to skip that and let you check that page out because it's probably a little bit deep for what we're doing now at this stage of today's show. In fact, I'm going to skip right to my last link, I think, um, because this simplifies. If you're one of these people that I don't want to be presented with too much choice, I want a simple choice made for me. Then let's go to this page, which is, um, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but it's n-o-s-h-o-n dot i-t forward slash blog. And it's three unique wines for Thanksgiving under $20. So this was posted on the 15th of November. And it's Emily uh, Solomon. Uh, who's the author, and she's got three choices. Well, that sounds as though it makes it easy. And we'll put the actual names in the room, just in case I don't pronounce them correctly for guests too. This Byron 2010 Pinot Noir Santa Barbara County, uh, $19.50. This undeniably delicious Pinot will have no trouble making its way from the turkey to the green bean casserole. It's incredibly luscious luscious fruit flavours, silky tannins and smoky finish will have your guests wondering where they can grab a bottle or two. Then we've got a second choice and this is a Valpolicella and this is $17. This is Brigat Brigadara, is it? I'm going to spell this one out. B-R-I-G-A-L-D-A-R-A 2010 Valpolicella Classico. Uh, From the everyday drinkers to the Italian wine connoisseurs, there's a whole lot to love about this gem. By the way, I don't know about this one, but some of the 
uh, Valpolicellas, you can get these Rapasso wines I've mentioned before, which give that lovely mouthfeel. Let's read what it says here. Here's a, love, a lot to love about this gem. The medium body Bedi Amanar, I can't pronounce these words, A-M-A-R-O-N-E, is packed with ripe red berry flavours, light spice notes, and a lingering finish. Wow, more there. I don't want to read it all out. And last of the three, to keep it completely simple, uh, a choice of a white wine this time. And this is Ponzi, P-O-N-Z-I, Ponzi Vineyards 2011, Pinot Gris, Willamette Valley. $18.50. No need to shy away from white wine with your festivities. The Pinot Gris is the definition of a crowd-pleasing, full-bodied white wine that will have no trouble standing up to your herby turkey or sweet potato mash. And there's quite a lot more information about that too. Wow. Wow. Well, those are some good choices I hope you will find. Just let me put back in the room for guests who the link I put in for the actual uh, wine I am drinking myself tonight, and that is this um, uh, Dancing Bull Bull Zinfandel, often called, of course, Zinfandel, um, the all-American grape. And while I give uh, guests a chance to look at that, uh, let me just mention that um, that is it for today. Next week, I'll be doing a little bit more about that um, um, uh, America, that Australian show I talked about about uh, how American wine, uh, sorry, Australian wine, Australian wine has changed the wine industry. It was that BBC Four show called Chateau Chunda. Chateau Chunda from Down Under. That was what America, uh, Australian wine was thought of. But um, if you are in the UK and have the BBC iPlayer, you can just still grab this uh, documentary that was uh, up on the Tuesday the 13th uh, of November, 9pm on BBC4, Chateau Chunda, When Australian Wine Changed the World. Talk a little bit about that, uh, and I will be drinking an Australian wine. That's here on the Big and Fruity Wine podcast, call ID double one double two seven two. And with that, this is your host, Davey C, going to play us out with our uh, Podsafe jazz outro music. Thank you, guests, too, for popping in and listening with me. And uh, this is Davey C, catching you, hopefully, next week. Bye, all. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.